Hello, Storm Freaks. It's Phil, and it is our holiday special with Midland meteorologist Bruce Jones. So, combination of playing good music and doing fun stuff and contests and severe weather coverage using NOAA Weather Radio, we went from worst to first in about 18 months. And of course, we have our hashtag Weather Fools and a holiday visit from Weather Trollbot 5000. It's all on episode 145 of the Stormfront Freaks. Going green. Greenage. Saddle now. You got it, boss. everybody uh, to the most entertaining weather podcast. This is the award-winning Stormfront Freaks podcast. Uh, we want to say a special thanks to our Patreon members that are supporting the show uh, and those that are actually joining us live tonight. You can also join us at patreon.com slash stormfrontfreaks to be live with us in the chat or even on the show with our guests uh, like Dan and Angela are tonight as well. But you guys know, it's it, unless this is the first time you happen to be listening to uh, to the show, episode 145. You got some catching up to do. Uh, but we always introduce our co-hosts, find out who's with us tonight uh, by finding out what they're drinking. Uh, it's stepping up to the bar. It's always happy hour when we, when we record. So I'm going to go to uh, MJ, our producer and Sky Warden coordinator up in Minnesota. What are you drinking, MJ? All right. It's a, it's a captain night, captain and Coke. Like it. I like it. I like the Mickey uh, glass. Isn't it nice? That's good. So I, I will jump in. I normally don't jump in because everybody already knows uh, who this voice belongs to. But I, uh, I was on a uh, anniversary trip to Key West, and we stopped at the the uh, Duval Street ah. uh, Distillery, yeah, and nice. got a little spiced nice. rum. Yeah. Wow, Yum. but it's amazing. a little different. I'll tell you what, it's a mm-hmm. little different than your normal Captain mm-hmm. Morgan or Kraken. It's it's. Um, Kind of got some of the Christmassy spices to it. It's kind of interesting. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Goes good with the Coke. Maybe a little clove. Goes yeah. good. Goes good with the Coke. Happy yeah, anniversary, Phil. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank awesome. you. Thank you. All right, Jen. Hey, our contributor and former social media specialist at the Weather Channel. Jen, what do you got tonight? Oh my gosh, um, nothing really that exciting. Of um, sparkling water, but the exciting thing about this it has vitamins and antioxidants. So I'm trying to be healthy. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm speaking at an event tomorrow, so I have to be on stage. So I, I can't really get too crazy. I never get. But there's crazy always though. something. Jen, there's <laughs> yeah. Always something. Always something. Oh, Brady. Man. Atmospheric science major from the Ohio State University. What are you drinking? Go Bucks! You know, I'm having a little red wine tonight. You know, think like Jen. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep it you know nice and healthy. So uh, having some having some red wine. I like it. Good, very good. Smart. Smart All right, and then uh, we got Kim, former on camera meteorologist at the Weather Channel. Kim, welcome back. What are you drinking? Thank you. I'm drinking red wine as well, Brady. There nice, nice. This is, this is actually a Merlot. It's um, apothic, you know, apothic red. They do yeah. a Merlot. It's really good. But um, I have to show you, uh, Phil, I think we were on the same wavelength. Oh, no kidding. Look at no that. Kidding. Oh, Key West. <laughs> Look at that. I like that. Anyway, yeah. Well, thank you. Oh, it's a blast. Ooh, we <laughs> have a lot of fun there. Well, I hear it depends on when you go. It could be pretty exciting <laughs> down there. Yeah, uh, true. Uh, yeah. 
So I'll leave it at that. So Kim, I will, uh, I'll leave it to you to uh, okay. bring in our esteemed guest. All right. Love to do this. All right, Bruce, welcome back to the show. And for those of you who don't know Bruce, um, for over 13 years, Bruce has promoted NOAA's weather radios for Midland Radio Corporation. He has almost 30 years as a meteorologist with Midland and KMBC-TV in Kansas City, and as the chief meteorologist at KSNT-TV in Topeka. All right, Bruce, thank you again for joining us tonight. And for those who maybe not, don't know you or haven't heard you before, I think, I don't know, I'm interested again to hear maybe how you went from television to working for Midland Radio. How did you make that jump? I mean, what happened in between there? Well, actually, you know, Kim, it, it really wasn't that much of a jump because um, I'll, I'll date myself here. I started in broadcasting in 1976 wow. and I worked for a news talk radio station down in Columbia, Missouri. We did a lot of wall to wall weather coverage. And at the time I told my listeners or our listeners, hey, get a NOAA weather radio. And then when it goes off, you turn to KFRU and we'll walk you through the storm. And so at every radio station that I ever worked for, we just did this kind of wall-to-wall severe weather coverage. Um, the next station I worked for in Columbia, Missouri was an FM station, KCMQ. And when I went to work for them, I must say we were at the bottom of the ratings barrel. We were, we were the lowest of the low, but uh, I bought a rack-mounted NOAA weather radio receiver and I put it in the rack uh, out in the transmitter room. And then we had that hardwired into our control board. So every time there was severe weather, we could bring NOAA weather radio right up on the air. So combination of playing good music and doing fun stuff and contests and severe weather coverage using NOAA weather radio, we went from worst to first in about 18 months and we ended up with a 41% share of the audience in oh, wow. mid-Missouri. Mid oh, yeah. my goodness. Wow. I know. And it was all because, you know, we're using the power of instantaneous severe weather information to put, people's, put people at ease and to let them know, hey, we're here for you. And, uh, you know, you're going to be okay. Just listen to this broadcast and we'll walk you through the storm and so on and so forth. So I've been advocating for NOAA Weather Radio since 1976. And so I did that on television. I did that on radio. And then uh, 13 years ago, Midland said, well, why don't you come work for us and, and help us do this nationwide? So now instead of my voice just being on one station, I can work with TV stations. We've worked with the Weather Channel. We've worked with CNN. We've worked with a lot of different operations just to tell people there's this radio-based alerting system that gives you a live broadcast that comes direct from the National Weather Service. It comes to you faster than your phone. It comes to you faster than the apps. It comes to you faster than the outdoor sirens. It is the fastest way to get severe weather information, and it's coming from the official source, the National Weather Service. So to me, it's always been a no-brainer. If you live in the United States of America, you should have one of these in your home. But, you know, a lot of people think, well, it'll never happen to me. So I'll just rely on my cell phone and leave it at that. So <laughs> I advocate on behalf of the NOAA Weather Radio Network as a whole. I work with National Weather Service, with emergency managers, with uh, media folks like you 
just to get the word out that you need to have multiple redundant ways of getting this information because any system can fail in a storm. Bruce, I love that history. I think it's so intriguing. And I would love to know, because looking back at weather radios, was it more so only for marine weather? When did like tornado warnings and that get incorporated into everything? Oh, well, that's a great question, Jennifer. It did start out. It was a broadcast that started in the 1960s and it was for the boats out on the Great Lakes, those giant ore carriers and the big boats like that. And for the boats off of New England, you know, the lobsters and lobster fishermen and all that stuff. And then it was also a broadcast that would be at little airports around the country. So if you were a private plane pilot, you could tune into this frequency and it would give you the constant weather at that airport. So it really started out as, as aviation and uh, marine uh, service. But in 1965, April of 1965, we had the Palm Sunday tornado outbreak. And in the aftermath of that thing, the at the time, the U.S. Weather Bureau uh, did a, a an assessment of what worked and what didn't work. And part of their assessment was the warnings were coming so fast and furious that we couldn't keep up with them at the Weather Bureau. The TV and radio stations couldn't keep up with them. The police departments couldn't keep up with them. We need to have some kind of an automatic alerting service that'll do these alerts automatically. So at that point in time, they started looking at these radio frequencies and said, hey, let's use that as our alerting system. So that was 1965 in the Palm Sunday outbreak. And then you go ahead to the super outbreak of April 3rd, 1974, same situation again, so many tornado warnings at once that the system couldn't keep up. And they said, well, we've got a couple of hundred of these, these NOAA weather radio stations now. Let's expand that out. So they got more and more radio stations, more of these broadcast towers. And then we also had some uh, bad weather in the early 1990s. And Vice President Al Gore was like, look, we got to have better ways to get these warnings out. So once again, they expand the network. And now uh, there are 1,033 transmitters wow. in the NOAA Weather Radio Network. Wow. And they, they send a, a signal to 95% of the U.S. population can pick up this signal if you'll just buy a little receiver. Wow. Yeah. wow. So, yeah, it, it, it came out of necessity. You know, we have the craziest weather on Earth in this country. It's just, I mean, we get everything. Hurricanes, blizzards, ice storms, tornadoes, flash floods. We get everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to try to get these warnings out, it, 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 it's difficult. You need these automatic systems to do it because we can all get busy doing something else and not pay attention to what's going on and, and suddenly not realize something really bad's heading toward our house. Bruce, what, what would you say has been the biggest advancement so far? In, in the NOAA weather radio? Well, you know, when they first came out, the radio would listen to the local transmitter and it would go off for everything that came off of that transmitter. And so each transmitter covers maybe 10 counties. So your little radio was going off with warnings for counties that were three and four counties away from you. It drove everybody buggy. <laughs> and so around 1999, or I think it was somewhere around there, they came out with specific area messaging coding. SAME, and then you could tell the radio, 
hey, I only want you to go off for my county. But now we've got something new coming, guys. It's partial county alerting. And the National Weather Service out in Las Vegas wow. has just been testing it with Clark County. That's amazing. Yeah, now we're going to, um, this is going to be written into the AWIP software, a new software upgrade coming next year. Every weather forecast office will be able to get together with their county emergency managers and subdivide counties. Huh. So you can set your radio to only go off for, I, you know, I live in the northwestern corner of the county. I only want to hear warnings for the northwestern corner. And so this is going to really reduce the amount of over alerting considerably. We've been mm. waiting for this for a long time. <laughs> We've talked yeah. about this a lot. You know, this I know. Awesome. Yeah, I know. See, here's the crazy thing, Kim. The, the ability to partially to, to, to partition our counties, that was written into the SAME code. 25 years ago. Wow. Uh, and we just never, for whatever reason, it was never really utilized. But, you know, thank goodness now the National Weather Service realizes this system is not going away. NOAA Weather Radio cannot go away because it's the foundation of everything else in our alerts. Yeah. It, it, it's like the concrete foundation of your home. NOAA Weather Radio goes off first and then EAS and then the WIA alerts on your phone, and then the phone apps go off. It all starts with NOAA weather radio. So it's the absolute concrete foundation of America's alerting system. It'll never go away. It's just how do we maximize it? How do we make it better? And how do mm -hmm. we make it so it serves the user better? And then how do you promote it? How do you how do you yeah. get to, especially the younger generation who they're glued to their telephones, and or telephones or phones or iPhones. And, you know, they they think about an extra little device. Nah, you know, they're going to stick with their phones. But how do you get, how are you, what's the plan to get to them to try to get them to have another device uh, ready? As you said, you should have multiple devices. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, unfortunately, Mother Nature is the great, uh, is the great decider on this because if you've been in a tornado, and you've been in a situation where for whatever reason you didn't get something on your cell phone or the cell phone went off and you didn't hear it or the cell phone was in another room or the battery was dead or you had your phone on do not disturb and you know you get a tornado coming near you or it hits your house then you realize oh oh now i see what they were talking about so uh in 2020 the cookville tennessee tornado outside of Nashville, that came roaring in at about one o'clock in the morning. And unfortunately, two of the cell phone towers that serve Cookville were not operating properly. Cool. We had 19 fatalities in Putnam County that night. 19 fatalities, because a lot of people went to bed and they thought, oh, well, if there's trouble in the middle of the night, I'll, I'll hear it on here. This, this thing will go off, so I'll get it. Well, they didn't. So you need to think of this. And, and let me give you one other example. How many of you have, have been to a, a homecoming football game, a parade, a rock concert, where you're trying to send a picture and it won't go through? You're trying to call someone. You can't get through. There's no bandwidth. So we know that in, in big events, the bandwidth on these cell phone towers just gets gobbled up. And when that happens, 
you may not be able to get that text warning from uh, from your TV station app or, you know, your mom trying to call you to let the let you know a tornado's coming. So it's important to have more than one way to get these warnings. And NOAA Weather Radio comes direct from your National Weather Service office right into your home automatically. So is there a plan to make a smaller version? I'm thinking, you know, if you're going to go to these events, you have to have something small. So right now, I think it's probably what four inches, maybe might be about the size of the smallest one there. That's there. Yeah. Or about, yeah. They can maybe something yeah. smaller. I don't know that they can. That'd be easy to carry around. Might be. Yeah, I'm yeah. reaching down. Well, you know, I mean, uh, the the thing about cell phone is so convenient. I mean, there's so many things on there. There's you know your music, your contacts. You can make phone calls. It's a wake up alarm clock. It's so many things. I. You know, they're wonderfully convenient uh, devices and normally they work really well. But if you do get some kind of a big event where the cell phone bandwidth is being used up, you need to understand that your cell phone might not work the way that you expect it to. Now, having said that, the WIA alerts do come off of a cell phone tower, but those are a radio frequency message that's coming into your phone. So we don't have that same situation with those signals getting blocked and clogged up because that's a radio broadcast that comes mm. off that cell tower. But if the cell tower is blown down, obviously uh, you're not even going to get a WIA alert off of that tower. Mm. Yeah. Here, here's a little tiny weather radio. Okay. You know, oh, cool. You know, pocket yeah, size. Well, I think yeah. I have one of those, Bruce. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I travel with that. I, I think it's so smart. Just like, you know, for soccer or any kind of like outdoor mm -hmm. sports. Because um, Kim and I, there were a couple weekends that I was the weather producer for Kim at the Weather Channel. And like, you know, people are busy on the weekends. They're not paying attention. And having that around, you know, especially for those kind of events are, are so important. Um, and also, I used to program weather radios when I was in local TV. Uh, we would do that for all of our counties. But Bruce, my question for you is, thinking about just the power of it. And we know um, from psychologists now and all the research they've done after the super tornado outbreak of like 2011, that people need two forms of like confirmation to really take shelter, right? They get the alert somewhere, but if you get it for your weather radio, then on your phone, they're more likely to take shelter, right? To take it seriously. So I would love to know what are some of the success stories that you've heard of where, you know, weather radios have saved someone's life. I, I'm sure you get tons of those all the time. Yeah, we do. You know, we get those and, uh, and, and, and of course we also get the other one, which is, you know, I wish we'd had a weather radio. If we'd had a weather radio, we would have known this was coming. <laughs> you know, uh, when I was chief meteorologist in Topeka, Kansas, that's kind of a small market. We get a lot of people who are fresh out of college, a lot of young reporters fresh out of college. And I used to tell them if you ever go out, and do a story on a tornado and some guy says the tornado hit without warning i said before you put that into your package before you put that piece of video on the air come to the weather center and we'll call the national weather service and we'll find out when the warning was issued and when the tornado hit that guy's barn because nine times out of ten there was a warning so now that now you can go back and re-interview that same guy and say hey the warning was out 10 minutes before the tornado took down your barn. What were you doing that you weren't paying attention? 
And that's an interesting story that we can all learn from because I've been caught not paying attention before and I'm a meteorologist with weather radios and you know, <laughs> you get busy doing yard work or something, you know, it's like, okay, yeah. I, know, I know we're under tornado watch and I see that thunderstorm <laughs> over there, but I had no idea it was producing a tornado in my County. You know, yeah. Yeah. no, it's like that guy mowing the grass with a tornado in the background. That was from Colorado. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Colorado. Yeah. Come on. We know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Jennifer, you're right. We, we get the stories from people who thank God I had the weather radio. Let me give you another example. I've, I've always given weather radios as wedding presents and people are always like, Oh, oh, oh the weather geek gives me a weather radio. Of course you do. Give me that. I love that. <laughs> but the interesting thing is I recall about three years after I gave one of my good buddies a weather radio, about three years later, he calls me out of the blue. Hey, Bruce. Hey, I just wanted to thank you for that. Remember that you gave us that weather radio. Yeah. I wanted to thank you for that. I'm like, why? Well, I don't know. I guess we didn't tell you. We had a baby recently. She's six months old and I was out of town. My wife and the baby were home alone and that weather radio went off and my wife, she took the baby down to the basement. She just wanted me to thank you for giving oh us gosh. the weather radio. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. I love that. So yeah. Bruce, you, you were talking about um, the some of the things of the future of, of weather radio and, and you mentioned the ability to now coming up being able to break down counties mm -hmm. you know which for some of these states is huge because some of these counties in some of the bigger states are as big as some of our smaller states uh yeah. on the east coast for example <laughs> yeah. but what is there any thought because i know noah's working you know they've got their hazardous weather test bed and they've been working on the warning system that's kind of a probability cone uh, very similar if you think of the hurricane cone and probability uh, kind of a deal. So I, I know they've been working on that. How I'm sure you've had to think about how that's going to relate to weather radios or how that may affect the use of weather radios. What, what are your thoughts on that? And Dan Wallace reminded me of facets, uh, the yeah. facets program. So what, what can you tell yeah. us about that and how that might affect it? Well, I want, I'll throw this out there and then I'll ask for your feedback because I've been involved in some of those discussions with, uh, with uh, facets. Cody Berry has been nice enough to invite me down to a couple of those things and be online with them. Um, so facets is this thing where, like you said, that the, the polygon will actually move forward and you'll be given percentage chances that the tornado is going to hit your location. And, and here's what I threw out to them. And I'll throw this out to you too, that maybe, that whole thing of probability of, of strike and so forth might be better communicated on television where you've got a screen and maybe not so much on radio. So I'll just throw that out there that maybe Noah Weather Radio should stick to doing things radio broadcast wise, that when you get into graphics that are showing the percentage chance that something will come your way, that maybe that's better communicated on on television because to do it on what no weather radio we may need to completely redo the whole weather radio system hmm. so what and that, that's think? probably not in the books is it I, I i would have to think the cost of doing that yeah. far outweighs what in, anybody would ever approve yeah, yeah. I, I would I, think i will show you something interesting 
this is House of Representatives Bill 5324, and it's uh, titled the NOAA Weather Radio Modernization Act of 2021. Wow. It's sponsored by a Republican from Oklahoma, Stephanie Bice, and a Democrat from New Jersey, Mikey Sherrill, and both of these ladies understand the importance of severe weather warning in the United <laughs> States of America. And what this what this bill would do, it's it's not an increase in taxes. It's just telling the administrator of NOAA, you need to be spending more money on NOAA weather radio. $20 million to maintain and repair things that we have now, including a transmitter goes off the air, let's get a tower climbing crew up there within 24 hours instead of having to wait two or three weeks. So there's 20 million for that. And then there's another 40 million. And again, this is them telling Noah, take this from your current budget, move it into Noah Weather Radio. Another 40 million for modernization, which would include this. Right now, the broadcast that comes out of a NOAA weather radio tower, it comes from the forecast office out to the tower via a copper telephone line. One guy with a backhoe snips that line, that, that transmitter goes off the air until they can fix that copper wire. What this modernization act would do is allow for redundant communications with that, with that transmitter. So now the weather forecast office could uh, uh, transmit the information out to that tower via microwave or via internet protocol or via satellite dish. And the great thing about satellite dish is this. Every weather forecast office runs anywhere from eight to 14 transmitters in the area around it. So think of all these towers. What happens if a tornado hits this weather forecast office in St. Louis, Missouri? 14 transmitters go off the air and there's no way to get them back because the weather forecast office got damaged. If you have satellite dishes at every one of these 1,033 transmitters, when the transmitter in the US Virgin Islands gets knocked off the air, it could be taken over by Seattle, Washington. So we would have a redundant way to get data back onto that transmitter and keep it broadcasting, even when the local forecast office is having troubles with power outage, direct hit by a tornado, ice storm, whatever. So, uh, and, and the, uh, the House Science Committee unanimously passed this. So it looks like it's gonna get through the House, but if you would please contact your Congressman, go to congress.gov and there's a little box that you can click on that says, click, uh, contact my member, throw in your own punchline. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So you go to congress.gov, contact my member, and then you can just send an email to your representatives and tell them, hey, please, please support 5324. Won't That's raise our taxes. It's money Noah already has. It's telling Noah, you need to take some of your budget and put more of it into Noah Weather Radio. It's bipartisan. It is. Can't argue yeah. with that. There you go. That's, uh, <laughs> no, that's you good can't. stuff. You know, you're, you're talking all the, the satellites and microwaves, and MJ's going nuts. He's going crazy geeking out back there, oh, yeah. I can tell. So, <laughs> uh, But, hey, I'll tell you what, everybody. The giving season is upon us, and at helicity.co slash SFF for Stormfront Freaks, they've got a huge selection of weather and hurricane-themed T-shirts and merchandise, 
including our Stormfront Freaks shirts, our beverage containers, which I've got one right here, by the way. Nice What stein. are you drinking? There we go. Nice Looking beer stein. Uh, as well as stickers for that weather someone that you've got. Or if you're like me, it's to put on your own list. Right? You got some cool stuff you want to put on your Christmas list. So go to the exclusive site, helicity.co slash SFF, and earn 5% off your entire order while you're there. Uh, you can also click on the Brands tab to find all your Stormfront Freaks favorites. Again, at helicity.co slash SFF. So, hey, it's time. Uh, I think it's time for a break. We're going to be right back here with more from Bruce and some great Midland gift ideas. So stay tuned. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to uh, our holiday special. We've got uh, Bruce Cyclo Jones back with us. Uh, it's so good to have a chance to chat with Bruce again. But uh, this is our, our holiday special, so we always release this right around Black Friday, right after Thanksgiving, as uh, all of our weather freaks start thinking of and looking for great holiday gifts to give or maybe to put on their list uh, that they would be interested in as well. And, and Bruce Midland's been a great supporter of the Stormfront Freaks podcast, but a great supporter of... Uh, people that, that have weather needs and communication needs, whether that's our storm chasers, uh, our skywarn spotters, all that kind of stuff, uh, Midland's been great for that. So I, I want to hit some of the uh, different products that, that Bruce, you and I have talked about leading into today that we thought would be good for our weather freaks or storm chasers. Uh, the first one, which is really kind of a, a prep uh, emergency prep, and I, I just think everybody should have one of these. I've got one very similar to this from Midland as well. This It's the ER-50 E-plus ready emergency weather alert crank radio. So this is uh, somewhat of a newer newer version of your product. Bruce, what, what can you tell us about this and who might want something like this? Well, you're right, it is. Uh, we previously had... Um, a bigger version of that, kind of this this square one. Um, and then we came up with this smaller one. And this smaller one was really designed to easily fit in your pocket, easily fit in your go kit. And we put a hand crank on it. So it has a rechargeable battery in it. AM, FM, weather alert, and a super bright flashlight, an LED flashlight, and the ability to crank and generate your own electricity. And the reason why you might want to do that is there's actually a USB port on here, and you would be able to recharge your smartphone in the event of, let's say, a hurricane or an ice storm where you lose power for several days. Hmm. Um, so these are really nice. They make a great gift, you know. Uh, again, it's the size that you could put in your glove box in your car. Uh, you could carry one of these in your golf bag, in your fishing tackle box. Um, 
Bruce, really I have not. to say it's my favorite. This is my favorite weather radio. I have like three different Midland radios and I have this, like I take it with me hiking wherever I go. It's always in my backpack because oh, it's so yeah. convenient. And it like for my daughter and everything, like, yeah, it's in my car, wherever I go, it goes with me. So I love well, that one. And, and Jen, I, I love the combo too, right? Because, you know, I think mm -hmm. the fact that not only can you get radio, but you also use it as a flashlight. You know, I don't have that specific Midland weather radio. I have another one, um, yeah. but it, it, yeah, it's cool. Cause it's, it's, it's like an all purpose, you know, thing you can take, you know, I just have it around my house that I've multiple times when the power has gone out, I've used it as a flashlight. I've used it to charge my phone. I've used it, you know, my phone was out of battery. I was like, all right, I'll just put on the radio, which I don't usually do, but uh, I loved it. Right. And, and that, that's what I love is, is even if, you're you're not into radio you can still use it almost as you know a, a, an external battery source as well as a backup if anything ever were to happen where you don't have power right and that's what i love about it too that's just mm -hmm. kind of a bonus on top of everything and you know if you if you fish out on the great lakes or on the gulf this is a sos light on there oh, nice um, oh, that's amazing that's a great thing to have in your boat mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. yeah you know, yeah, really, are. really cool. I, I do like the fact, too, that, it, you know, it charges your cell phone and you can crank the battery right with the crank. So so like you're, you're never going to run out of battery power on your cell phone or on the radio as long as Not you with can those guns, Phil. continue those to crank. Guns. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that that's uh, and it retails forty nine dollars, ninety nine cents. Again, yep. great gift um, stocking stuff for that kind of thing. Uh, outstanding. So the, the next thing, obviously, is just, uh, Bruce, the, the Midland radios, the FRS two-way radios that you guys have that are great. Um, you know, this, what I like about this, this is the uh, X-Talker Extreme Dual Pack. And uh, it just in, it includes your, your FRS two-way radios that I believe also have a weather radio uh, within it. Yep. But it's just—it's also great for communication. Whether you use it at home, and you've got a couple two-way radios, so if if you need to be apart from a spouse or something like that. Uh, but I think also for those of our storm chasers, uh, it's a great unit for those that are chasing with other teams uh, as a team and, and a great way to communicate. But Bruce, what else can you tell us about uh, this this neat little pack? Well, these are real popular with the uh, agriculture community and real popular with folks who maybe go elk hunting up in Colorado where you don't have a lot of cell phone coverage and you get up there uh, because, again, there is a NOAA weather radio button on there. Um, it comes in a in a pack like this. Yeah, you can see the pictures there. Um, and it has a, a desk charger thing. But the great thing about this pack is if you don't want to use the desk charger, it also charges via that USB cord, and you could plug it into your car cigarette lighter, that one right there. Ooh, so cute. you don't have to use the charging port. You don't have to drop those in the charging port. When you travel in your car, you just plug it into the cigarette lighter, and you can charge through that USB. So that's the great thing about this kit right here. And let me tell you something interesting. I work with Los Angeles County Fire Department. In every neighborhood of Los Angeles County, from Beverly Hills to Compton and Watts, they have local community emergency response teams. And they train them to use walkie-talkie radios because Los Angeles County is very, very upfront about this. They're telling people when the big earthquake hits, 
the cell phone system is going to be gone. It'll mm. either be too damaged or it'll be overloaded. Do not rely on the cell phone system. And they have neighborhood groups that have a call out once a week on their walkie talkies. And they call down to their local LA County fire station and talk to the firefighters and just maintain that communication. So in the event of a big earthquake, these neighborhoods already have their own communications network and they're doing it with little walkie talkies just like these. Wow. That's amazing. That was they're so prepared. I love that. LA County, that, that's a cool bunch of people down there. I've, I've worked with them and uh, they, they've got their act together and they're, they're getting other people to do so. And it was interesting meeting one of the ladies from Beverly Hills who's got her little walkie-talkie radios <laughs> <laughs> and knows how to use them. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of people don't want to get a ham radio license, right? Nope. Yeah. Uh, you know, right, right. Yeah. This is average citizens. They learn to push to talk, let go to listen. They have designated channels for each section of Los Angeles. And people know that if there's an earthquake, we talk on channel six. And if we want to call the fire station, we go to channel 10 or whatever the numbers happen to be. It's cool. I love that they're practicing it like once a week too. You know, they're getting that practice in. Um, I don't have that set yet. That's on my Christmas list this year. It is. Yes. Oh my God. We can stand it, Jen. So Bruce, Bruce, are these, these look like, uh, like, uh, talk-free head microphones and earpieces or something. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, they got those cool little uh, like uh, MacGyver uh, headsets with the <laughs> microphone and the earpiece. It's it. a really, it's a cool set. I mean, you know, it's ninety nine ninety nine, but uh, you know, I mean, these these last for a long time, and uh, they come in a carrying case, and you'll get a lot of use out of them. So, how sure. far away can you be? I mean, how you know the distance between the two? You know, if it's mountaintop to mountaintop, it's quite a few miles. But really, in, in a in in the city where you got trees and buildings and so forth, it's just going to be in your, you know, within your neighborhoods, a uh, couple of neighborhoods maybe. Um, anytime you get stuff that bothers that line of sight signal travel, it's going to be an issue, and that's that's why we have these uh, these micro mobiles that we're going to talk about next. Okay. Good All right. Way. Well, let I'll tell you what we'll we'll jump to that next. Then Bruce, uh, you set it up nicely. So, th- this is the MXT two seventy five micro mobile two way radio. Um, which this I think if if you are a storm chaser, uh, this is beautiful. This is a really neat unit. Uh, everything uh, in this radio. So it's a GMRS two way radio. Everything is integrated into that handset. Um, but, but to me, like to get a picture of this, just think, think kind of like a CB radio, right? It's got a, a unit you can mount in your car and then the handset is on a coiled cord. Um, and it's got everything you need to control on the handset. It's got an extra antenna that will allow you to transport a little further. Um, I think this is a great unit for talking vehicle to vehicle. Uh, but Bruce, what more can you tell us uh, on the micro mobile? Yeah, you know, I wanted to point out that when you buy the little walkie-talkies, they're limited in power. You, you know, the, the, the two watts are, are maximum five watts on the GMRS channel. So you're limited in power when you have the handheld walkie-talkies. But what these items do, this, this is a 15-watt transmitter. So this is three times as powerful as the little handhelds. And it comes with a mag mount antenna, so you can put it on top of your vehicle. So now when you're in your vehicle and you key this microphone on these GMRS frequencies, you've got a signal that travels much, much farther 
And now if you've got some buddies in another car and you're chasing kind of as a, you know, kind of a, a team, so to speak, um, you can talk back and forth from car to car. Um, again, emergency managers use these because if they have one of these in the emergency management vehicle or in a fire truck, when they key the mic, a lot of people in the county who own walkie-talkies will hear this broadcast because it's higher wattage and it's coming off of mag mount antenna that's up on top of the vehicle. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. And, and the other funny. thing I the other thing I like about this, Bruce, is it, it also has the NOAA weather scan and alert technology integrated into it as well. Yeah, almost all of our products. And and honestly, I'll I'll say the same thing for I think for Cobra, for Uniden and Motorola. I mean, we're all big supporters of NOAA Weather Radio, so we try to put these weather radio buttons on as many of our products as we can just to make this information available to people. It, it's better to have it, have weather radio on there and not need it than to be in the opposite situation. Yeah, I think every car needs to have this, mainly so I can yell at people when they cut me off and just scream <laughs> at their yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And also yeah. get weather information too. That would also be great. It is cool because the uh, the display is on the on the microphone there. Oh, cool! Kinda, That's awesome. Cool. That's awesome. So it's a very low profile thing. I mean, you can easily hide it in your vehicle. Nobody yeah. will ever know that's in there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So where I, I when they do these Jeep Jamboree things. Uh, I think Jeep requires all of the Jeeps and the Jamborees to have a GMRS radio in them now. It's kind of supplanted uh, CB radio as the de facto uh, device for communicating amongst vehicles because GMRS signals travel farther and they're clear. They're, they're not as static filled as the old CBs are. That's so interesting. All that. right, next, uh, let's hit the, the good old, uh, this is the WR400, but it's the deluxe NOAA weather radio. Um, I've, I've got your uh, good old standard, uh, what, what's, the, what's the code on your standard weather radio? The white course? one? The white, the white one, one. WR120. The, the 120. I've got yeah. that bad boy, and it works like yeah. a charm. But this is the deluxe NOAA weather radio, uh, WR400. Um, what, t tell me what makes this a deluxe, deluxe. over the, uh, standard. Uh, we, we put some, uh, frosting and a cherry on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, the one that you talked about is just weather radio. This is AM and FM and weather radio. So if you want to buy your grandma or your grandfather, a, a really cool Christmas present, or even your mom or dad, this is a nice one. Cause you can be listening to the baseball game on AM radio. And if there's a weather alert, it'll override that and come on. So it's a NOAA weather radio, but it also has AM and FM. And then we've added a USB port on the side so you can have this on your bedside table and you plug in your phone at night and charge your phone. That's nice. Wow, yeah. that's cool. Nice big clock on there. But again, it's AM, FM, NOAA weather radio. It's SAME, so you can set it to just go off for your county. You can even tell it, I don't want to hear amber alerts. I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear that. There are certain alerts that you can silence. And then it has the USB port on the side. So so, so it'll let me silence the volcano warning yeah. uh, <laughs> that I won't have here oh, in Cincinnati. Those are pretty great. <laughs> you know, one common question we get is when people go in and they access that menu that allows them to silence things like amber yeah. alert. Yeah. They'll go in there to go, wait, tornado warning's not in there. Hurricane warning's not in there. Uh, volcano warning's not in there. Because 
by public alert certification, and uh, there's a little public alert logo on here somewhere. There it is, right? Uh, all right. Let me find it there. Public mm -hmm. alert certification. By public alert certification, you are not allowed to turn off the really major ones. They don't even show up in the menu. You're not you're not allowed to silence tornado warning or hurricane warning. Those are those are locked in. You're supposed to get those. There's no way to turn them off. Good. All right. I so I like that. Something goes. Something, that volcano goes off in Cincinnati. I'm going to be safe. I'm going to be all right. I can't, I can't mess it up. I can't you mess it up. Well. Yeah, you're probably messed up if you hear that. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So that so that's uh, goes for sixty retail sixty nine ninety nine. Oh. For that, which still, even for the deluxe radio, is very affordable. Um, we didn't cover that micro mobile. That particular two-way radio was uh, retail one sixty-four ninety-nine. Yep. Um, Bruce, what did we miss? I mean, Midland's got a ton of stuff. I mean, we just kind of highlighted a few products in kind of each of your lines: your two-way radios, your micro mobiles, your emergency prep your weather radios, uh, you got lines and all these things, but, but what did we miss and or what's coming up? Um, you know, I, I think you've hit the, the major ones. Um, we, we talked about some portable radios, the, you know, this ER 50 that you can take with you, uh, take out on your boat. And then we had the, the bigger radio that has the AM and the FM and the NOAA weather radio in there, the WR 400. And then we talked about this great set of walkie talkies here, the X talker two way radios. That's the T 77 pack. And then we talked about the, uh, the MXT two one five. I mean, that's, that's nice. That's 15 Watts of powerful communication right there. I think we should give people some kind of a deal on these things. I, I know that we'll give you a deal on the weather radios. You'll, you'll have to try out the promo code and see if it works on the micro mobiles, but I know it works on all of our weather radio products. So why don't you tell them what the deal is? Cool. So that's a test. Yeah. So I, I want everybody to know, I think this is great. And Bruce, thank you. Um, as you said, you've, you've never offered this high of a percent discount on these products before, but First it's time. a 20, 25 percent discount, folks. Um, if wow. you go to uh, Midland, let's let's get this right, Bruce. MidlandUSA.com. Yep, is that correct? Yep. Uh, and and it's certainly on all the the emergency prep radios, weather radios. Uh, but as Bruce said, heck, you check to see if it might work on the micro mobile or any of the two ways. Um, but this code, so if you want, this is the code you want to use, which is why you're, you're going to go ahead and want to get one for uh, all of your relatives for Christmas. Uh, the code, the promo code you want to enter is SFF for Stormfront Freaks, SFF25 for the 25% off. So again, that's SFF25. That's the code you want to enter, and you're going to get 25% off uh those radios so definitely check that out uh, make sure you're putting that on your christmas list uh to get everybody and and certainly if you have your own christmas list you're putting together for your friends and family while you list that midland radio uh go ahead and throw in that code right next to it so they know uh, right. they can get a deal on that as well so um and i also want to share this so uh bruce was also kind enough to uh share um uh, a couple of these products that, that he sent us as well. So uh, I, we're going to do a drawing with some of our Patreon members uh, to give some of these products away. But I also encourage you, follow us on Twitter. Again, we're at Stormfront Freak. 
Uh, no S at the end. So follow us on Twitter because keep an eye out. We're also going to do some social media promotions uh, along with Midland and these products to uh, give some of these away that we just talked about with Bruce tonight. So uh, keep an eye out for that as well. All part of our uh, holiday gift giving uh, frenzy that we like to get into every year. And uh, Bruce and Midland certainly were uh, great partners in that. So Bruce, uh, thanks. Thanks for that. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. You guys do such a great job on this podcast, and it's fun to come on because it's just kind of lighthearted and enjoyable. It's a very well. Enjoyable well, hey, thing. we're we're not done yet, oh, so uh, yeah, yeah we're, we're in there. We're, coming up. we're not done, so that's the sound. It is time for our lightning round, Bruce. So this is our game show of fun, uh, brilliant, and what do I always say? Uh, flashy, 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 yep. and brilliant questions. <laughs> <laughs> that we always that we always play right. with our guests. Yeah, drink up first. Um, so tonight we're we're gonna play a game. Uh, we're gonna call this "If It's the Same to You." If it's the same to you, so I'm gonna test. I'm gonna test how well you guys know your same codes, your same county codes. Oh. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we're not actually gonna do that. Uh, we're we're gonna do more uh, one. We're, we're going to do, I, I don't have a title for this game, but it has to do with the Wizard of Oz. Oh. So I knew, I knew Bruce and Kim, you guys are going to be all about this. Okay. And so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you four statements that have to do with the tornado scene from the Wizard of Oz. There's going to be four statements. One of these statements is true. The other three are false. And I want you to try to figure out which, uh, which of these four statements is true. And I'm just going to go down. I'm actually going to start with the freaks. I'm going to ask each one of you, once I go through these four, which one you think is false, uh, or which one, I'm sorry, you think is true, and maybe tell me why you think it's true, whatever. And I'll just kind of go down the row. You guys can each make your own decision, and I'll finish with Bruce. Bruce, I'll finish with you, and you can kind of tell me what you think. So here are the four statements. Everybody can play along with this. Uh, Number one, the first attempt at a tornado They used a 35-foot-tall pine tree spinning upside down. That was their first attempt. That's not what they used, but that was their first attempt to see if if that would work. All right. Here's the second Mm -hmm. statement. The final tornado was made with a roll of carpet. Okay. The third statement. The final storm and tornado image was superimposed over the film of Judy Garland in the fan-powered wind. All right. The fourth statement, the tornado scene was the most costly of all the special effects in the film. All right. So of those four statements, one of those is true. Uh, and MJ, I'm going to start with you. What, what, which yeah, one do you think figures. is true? I don't know. I don't think they were doing the superimposed thing yet. Let's go with the pine tree. That sounds interesting. The pine tree. So the first attempt at a tornado didn't work. They used a 35 foot tall pine tree spinning upside down. It didn't work in the distance. Okay. All right. So that, that's, that's your statement. Uh, Brady. I'm going to go with it being the most expensive. Okay. Tornado scene was the most costly of all. Now I'm. This Remember is the all Emerald the special City? effects. I've never seen the movie. So Remember the I'm Emerald just, City. Come on. Oh, oh my, my god! god. I've seen the movie. Brady. Brady. I know. I know. Oh my I don't god! Know what I'm going? <laughs> all right, Jen. What What do you think? Which of those four do you think is the true statement? I'm going with Brady. I think it was the most costliest. 
Yeah. Okay. Well done. Go with the man who's never watched it. That's smart. <laughs> That's smart. Smart hey. move. Yeah. Uh, bold. All right, Kim. Kim, I know you are the lover of the Wizard of Oz and that tornado scene. Yes, and I, I think it is the most costliest. But only be, I'm going to say that because when you said it was a carpet, I know it was burlap that was used um, with a crane and spun around. So I don't know if that is the same as carpet or not. So I'm not sure if that's a true statement or not, if you would consider that carpet, but. I, I just gave you the statement. You got to tell me. Join the winning side. Come on. (laughs) Kim Kim wins because she knows that. Yeah. I (laughs) I agree. Okay. So yeah, I'll just go with D or whatever it was. The tornado scene was the most costly. That's that's, okay. Yeah. All right. Wow. Uh, Bruce, uh, three people are saying that obviously you can say what you want, but which do you think is the true statement of those four well first of all let me preface this by saying at the time they made that movie in 1939 no one had ever filmed a tornado before so they were just going by written descriptions of what the tornado looked like and i think they did a really good job on it you know you can criticize a few little things here and there but there even seems to be like a clear slot on the left side of it (laughs) i mean I've, I've, i've always been very impressed with that um and uh, I think that the answer is, uh, as Kim said, it's it was the most expensive thing that they did in that movie. Most costly of all the special yeah. effects in the film. All right. So um, number one was the first attempt at a tornado. They used the 35 foot tall pine tree spinning upside down. Uh, MJ thought that was the true statement. Um, that is the uh, Kim Cunningham Christmas tree statement. That is that. <laughs> That's right. So, so that is false. Uh, their first attempt was using a rubber thirty foot, t- thirty five foot tall rubber cone. Wow! But they found That's, it wasn't flexible close. enough. It That's it wasn't close. it wasn't giving you know the the flexibility they were mm-hmm. looking for apparently. So that was false. All right, the next one, the final tornado was made with a roll of carpet. Uh, that is that is false as well. It was basically a form of cheesecloth, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like Kim said, kind of burlap. It, it was uh, it, it was it was kind of a porous kind of cheesecloth material cheesecloth? Uh, that that, that they ended thing? up using. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so not made the, of cheese. So the dust could come through it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. They they actually so as Kim talked oh. about, they had this whole unit that they they built on the top to, to uh, it's kind of like almost like a crane, you know, all those big cranes on top of a sh- mm-hmm. uh, big warehouse and they move stuff. It was a unit kind of like that, that moved the tornado, but then it was flexible enough because they got the idea off of an airport windsock, wow. right? To give that kind of movement. And then they, they just made it a cone with the, the bottom at the, uh, at the bottom. And then as Bruce said, they filled it with uh, dust and stuff like that from the top and bottom. So it actually, came out of all parts of the tornado, but especially the top and bottom. So it gave it that very realistic look. All right, the third thing, the final wait, storm. Wait, 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 let me add one more thing of that. Yeah. There was also, on the bottom, there was the, the flooring, and then underneath it, there were actually people underneath it where they were also controlling the bottom part of the tornado. So it wasn't just the crate at the top. There was somebody underneath the flooring that was controlling the bottom part and moving that part. So anyway, hmm. wow! It's like it's like seven people that they needed to uh, make Jabba the Hut move in in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> no, okay, maybe not like that. All right, uh, the third statement was final storm and tornado image was superimposed. 
So they filmed the tornado part, and then they superimposed that over the film of Judy Garland, where she was just kind of running around in a fan, and they were blowing leaves at her and stuff like that. Um, that is false. Uh, that was... Sorry, uh, that was rear projection. So they basically filmed the whole tornado, then set up a screen and rear projected that. And then um, uh, Judy Garland was in front of the rear projection. So that's how they did that part. So the last one, of course, the tornado scene was the most costly special effect in the film. And uh, all of you that said that, you were correct. Uh, so congratulations, Bruce. You got it as well. Good so good job, uh, Brady. Go. Brady, who never saw it, uh, knew enough, despite all the special effects in that film. You know, everyone's always been counting me down, and I've always been somehow I'm rising up, you. you know? Are you from Ohio? What the I am. Heck? Ohio uh, against uh, the world, baby. Uh, <laughs> Come on. All right. Well, hey, great great job, Bruce. Uh, appreciate you play, uh, playing along. Tell, tell our listeners how they can find you on social media, and then maybe, again, uh, just quick where they can get these Midland products. Well, you know, our Midland website is MidlandUSA.com, and we have, a, we have some various videos, and I've done some blogs and so forth on there about severe weather, this and that. Um, and we also have real good customer support. So if you ever have any problems, you know, you can always contact us. Um, on Twitter, I'm uh, at CycloneJones1. Um, I don't send out a whole lot of stuff. I enjoy watching everybody else's things. But, uh, I, I kind of stick to just talking about the weather, and especially severe weather. So, uh, you know, CycloneJones1 is me on Twitter. And I'm not on Facebook, but... Um, uh, I just, I, yeah, I do a lot of stuff for Midland. <laughs> I travel a lot. So uh, if, if, if I'm ever in your neighborhood, by all means, uh, give me a shout out. Very good. Well, hey, it's time for our final break, uh, but certainly there's more to come, including Weather Fools and Weather Trollbot, uh, and find out who's coming up on our next episode. So stay tuned. <laughs> everyone, this is Pecos Hank Shima, and you're listening to Stormfront Freaks Podcast. Let's take a drive under the moon. Let's take a drive under the somber sky. Let's take a drive under the moon tonight. Ooh, it up this time. Well... It, uh, it's that time in the uh, Welcome Back to Stormfront Freaks podcast. And uh, you know what? Happy Christmas. Merry Holidays. I don't even know what to say anymore. But guess what, guys? It is time for Weather Fools. For those that aren't familiar with Weather Fools, if it's your first time or if you're just a forgetful person like I am, Weather Fools, uh, basically us as the freaks, we're going out on the web, the dark web as Phil likes to call it. Uh, we're going out on Twitter, <laughs> anywhere where we can find videos or, or anything, and we're looking for someone that did something not so smart, and it deals with the weather. So, Phil, I'll start with you, uh, Mr. Dark Web. What, which, what is your weather? Hey, which, which is good. I need to correct you a little bit, Brady. I'm not, like, searching through the dark web for all this stuff. <laughs> like, like, weather fools, this stuff is just on the regular web, right? Like You're right. Like the dark web is where we're finding our wasted weather clips. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And and uh, 
Yeah, our, our potty all mouth forecast. We leave it open because yeah, sometimes stuff. you can find it on the dark web. Sometimes you find it on the regular web. You know, and you just, and, you just and that's know. also where we find our porn or storm chaser segment <laughs> clips. <laughs> if you remember that. Uh, oh, but but this is hashtag weather fools. So uh, I've got one to share with you. Of course, if you guys recall, um, we've had some severe weather in the last uh, few weeks out on the East Coast, Pennsylvania, New York. Uh, getting out there on the East Coast, and this was uh, this was actually a storm chaser, uh, Mark Doucette, I believe is his name. But he took some video while he was crossing Sunrise Highway on Long Island. Uh, well, do we have a date on this? I don't see a date on that. Scroll down; but, it'll be by video. Uh, there we go, November thirteenth. So anyway, this was his video, and and you'll notice they're driving right along the highway. You can see the tornado off to the right. Um, oh, yeah. And and I'm not necessarily going to say that these guys are are weather fools. They're they're I would imagine they're somewhat storm uh, train storm chasers. They're not directly in the path necessarily. But look at all the cars on the highway. I mean, they're not all sto- like they're not all storm chasers. How many of them even know what the hell's going on? <laughs> but you can see the debris and the leaves debris, starting to yeah. fly. The roads starting to get covered with sticks. And debris and all kinds of things like that. So it's it's just sometimes realizing there's so many weather unaware people right. out on the road during this. You can just see all that debris. Oh my, yeah. yeah. Like the road's covered now at this point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah those people probably have no idea. I mean, they're probably just driving, and they probably still they still might not know there was a tornado. They're probably they're just probably thinking it's really windy. windy. Wow. Yeah. Look, it's all these, you know, it's fall, right? I don't know. <laughs> That's so just another reason radio. why, right, if you're in your car and you and, and it's just, you know, again, be weather aware of what your day is supposed to look like. Are there are there potential for severe weather in your area? Just yeah. be aware and then keep uh, the, the little portable weather radio that that Bruce and Jen were talking about having uh, or something. Right. Just keep something there so you know what the heck is going on and where it's happening. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Phil. And well, my weather fool uh, actually relates to that a lot. Um, it's on the same day from the same area, uh, New York, on November thirteenth, and this was actually a tornado warning that was issued. And you can't necessarily see a tornado in the video, but you see some some crazy debris. And and and, and I'll let you guys take it from there with with who actually my weather fool is this week. All right, so they're basically sitting at a stoplight, but you can tell there's. It's dark what's, and windy. What's in front of them? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Trees are all over the place. And, and so is, is that a funnel uh, in front of them, or it's, yeah, it, no, it looks like it's yeah, coming from it the is. right now. now. This dude gets out you of his see pickup. It right there. Yeah. He's getting out of his pickup while all that debris is flying all over everywhere. the place. <laughs> trees are forty-five <laughs> degrees, and there's debris everywhere. Yeah. I don't know what they're thinking. Yeah. So, 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 uh, yeah. So that's that was my the the, the you know, smart. and you guys can see the clip. I'll, I'll put it online. But the weather fool isn't the person videoing. It's the person who gets out of their pickup in the middle of the intersection, nonetheless, <laughs> in the middle of a possible tornado. So, yeah, I, I just think people are. People are people are interesting when when you have extreme weather that happens. So, all right, uh, MJ, uh, I know you have two this week, Mister Overachiever. Uh, you want to go ahead, MJ? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I bring in the listener contributions, so we got these both come from Jay Bingham, our friend, uh, and and they're kind of a twist on 
turn around, don't drown. We've had lots of those, right? Where you see the crazy people driving through the way too deep water with their vehicles and some of them don't make it and some of them do luckily, but it's just a bad idea. Well, there's a couple of them here that uh, Jay contributed that are a little bit different. If you watch this video, watch what happens. A biker comes by. Oh my God. Uh, riding through this massive storm. And uh, you kind of go, okay, that's not real smart. Well, how about check out this one? And again, this is a biker and they are biking and they are up to their butt <laughs> just about oh my. in water biking through the flood. They're just uh, <laughs> pedaling along, trying to get there. I, I guess they can't legally maybe be on the highway. I don't know. But so, so here's my question. Is that someone who's just trying to get attention? And I'm right. going to get on my bike like I'm right, normally riding on the street, in, but it's just a flooded street going up to my butt. Or, or is there like some true uh, resistance training going on <laughs> there or something that I don't know about? I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe, it's like, maybe Phil, it's like modern day planking. It's just become a meme, right? <laughs> and everyone's just trying to copy each other. I don't know. All right. You're next, Brady. You're next. Uh, all right, all right. MJ, is that uh, you got another one? No, that was two. You noticed there were two different videos. Got there. it. Okay, got it. Well, I, I think I'm going to try that. I think I might, you know, I might, like, I don't have a bike, but I might try that with the scooter. I know they've got some of those yes. electric, elect, you know, those uh, like lime scooters. Maybe that'll work. Yeah, get some cardio uh, in. Yeah, <laughs> electric. Yeah, that electric scooter is going to work really good. <laughs> I'm sure it's got to be waterproof, right? Or water resistant, maybe. Well, I guess we'll find out. Uh, all right, Kim, uh, last but not least, uh, who's your weather for this week? Okay, well, this is from something I found online. It's called Funny and Weird Weather, um, Best Nature Fails. And this, you've got to look at this, you guys. We'll put this in the show notes. But there's probably maybe 50 clips of people doing really oh, wow. stupid things. So, and it's hilarious, unfortunately. So here's the first one I want to show you. And um this woman is standing, looks like right next to the one. Oh, <laughs> oh God, that's so fake. You think that that's was so fake? fake? Oh, you know it's fake. Kim, if you're falling for that, I'm, Dude, oh I my God, real. don't you dare. No, I, think I think it's, it's real. real. Don't it's you real. dare. Kim, it's real. <laughs> don't you it's dare. Did I skip over that one? It's okay. real. Oh my God. I thought God. it was real. It is not real. It is not real. There was a big fish in that. Oh, you're you guys are the reason they get two million views for something like that. Now wait, are you? it was on the internet. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. This right. isn't so the dark web, Phil. This is the actual internet. Okay, so here, watch this. Okay, there's flooding going on. I don't know where this is. I think it's somewhere not in the United States, but this person is actually sliding down the road. There's wa running water, a flood going on, and they are like butt surfing down the road so watch look at this <laughs> oh my god oh my and it's like a probably a manhole or something gets yeah. up and um oh rips her pants okay. probably yeah probably ripped her pants that, and that she's really not ready moving. to try it yeah. again i think it's a woman i think there she goes there we go oh, yeah. oh that's not gonna work and then oh, there we go. Oh, 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 goes down. 
continues to go down the road and on on her rear end. And there's so many of these great clips. Now, this is hilarious. Look at this. (laughs) (laughs) All those trash cans going down the the flooded street. There must be 20 trash cans in a row going down the road because of the flooded road and people didn't take their trash in. So that one was good. But this is the one I want to show you where we have a ton of snow (laughs) and, and ice. Cars are slipping down oh the road. Gosh. People are trying to stop the cars. Oh, that's sliding. that's the stupid part. They that's there. Yeah, he's stopping the truck. He's getting in front of a truck trying to stop <laughs> yeah. the truck from sliding. That is yes. not smart. Is not smart. smart. Yeah, maybe two people can do it. <laughs> Try yeah, two. Nope. <laughs> Look, no, because there's like six of them around here. the car. That's and they working. just don't have any luck. It, it's Mother Nature is in control oh, here, God. and they can't stop this. Wow. Because so, there's 10 weather fools or more. Yeah. There's a yeah. You, you want to know the smartest person in that whole scene was the person <laughs> videotaping that whole thing. <laughs> that was the smartest person <laughs> up on a balcony going, here's an opportunity. <laughs> you guys, you've got to check this out. There's so many good ones. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I'll send you the link. <laughs> well, that's great, Kim. Thank, thanks to all of our uh, weather fools. Thank you for giving us some great content. If you want to check these out, we're going to have the links to all of these uh, in your favorite podcast app or wherever you get your podcast. Just look in the show notes section for episode 145. I love the vibe, guys. This is great. So, have you ever wondered what those meteorologists are really thinking? And what I mean about that, we have our weather friends that work really hard, but every now and again, they get trolled on the internet, on the social channels, but they respond in such a polite way, but they've got to be thinking something else. Well, you know what? We have Weather Trollbot 5000 to tell us exactly what they were thinking. And we found some really good ones for today. So, Phil, please share them with us. Yeah, so we got we got some good ones, Jen. And, and I, I love making use of this, uh, you know, found her in a, a garage sale. And we just have kind of repurposed her to be able to interpret what they're all thinking, uh, which is fun. And, and she usually gets it right. I mean, we get a lot of feedback on Weather Trollbot. Uh, people that love this segment, love Weather Trollbot, they want one, but this is kind of a one-of-a-kind one of deal. Like, there's only one of her out there. Um, but I've got two, two examples to share with you tonight. Uh, one is from uh, a friend of ours, friend of the show. He's been on before. Uh, Michael Cook uh, has been with us. Storm Chaser uh, out on the East Coast. Uh, Weather Going Wild is his uh, Twitter handle. But uh, he put up, and I'm going to share my screen, MJ. Uh, if you can pull this up, this was the image that Michael posted on Twitter, which if you can see that he's basically, it's image of a empty highway, uh, is right down the middle of the highway, some beautiful storm clouds out there in the distance, uh, really neat and, and edited well. I think it looks really good. Well, the, the feedback he got from Charles R. Aliff Jr. at Parrot Mad Tom. Uh, Charles said, hey, the picture has excellent composition, but it's oversaturated with color, which diminishes the capture. It's a bit cartoonish. Back off the contrast and saturation bar a bit for a much more realistic picture. Just saying. Well. Right? Like, you guys look at that, and that's what you're going to respond with. You know, it's a beautiful picture. Yeah. 
So, wow. so Michael responds. He says, hey, I appreciate it. This was taken with my iPhone. <laughs> so, you know, even Michael's being professional, like, like most people are responding nice, you know. But, but we all know that that's not what Michael was really thinking when he read that response by Charles. So what we're going to do is we basically have to just kind of input this into Weather Trollbot. It's all typing. Well, it's, there's a lot to type in there. So. You're right. You're right. Break. <laughs> all right. And then uh, what kicks out, we're going to, uh, Weather Trollbot's going to tell us what Michael was really thinking. Here is what Michael was really thinking. Cartoonish. This sister thinks the photo is a bit cartoonish. It was taken with my iPhone, you <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> did, did you guys hear that? Yeah, my ears are burning. Yeah. Okay. I, love it. I love it. Well, hey, that's what Michael was really thinking. I'm, I'm not, uh, right? I feel like yeah, you don't know. No way. So, Dang. obviously, yeah. So, anyway. So, hey, but I've, I've got one more. I know you guys want more. Um, so, this is from... Meteorologist Katie Nicolau, I think is how you pronounce her last name. She's a meteorologist at CBS 14 in Sioux City, Iowa. Um, this also is on Twitter. Peter Smith, who's at Peter SM 09078044. So I don't know how real Peter Smith is. Yeah, the more numbers, the more suspicious, I think. It's a little <laughs> suspicious, but, yeah. but here's, here's what Peter Smith had to say on Twitter. He said, at Weather Katie, do you get periods or menopause? Oh, oh my God. Like, what the hell? Like, really? Oh, my God. This better like, be good, Phil. This troll I, I don't, like, I don't even, I don't even get that. I, I don't that get guy it. guy definitely doesn't have a girlfriend. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a bot. You think? Yeah. You think? No way. Uh, so here, so Katie, here's how Katie responded. You know, was professional about it, but said, oh, man. Today is not the day to send this to me. It's never okay to tweet this, but definitely not today. Wow. Okay. Uh, so, so that was her response. But Powerful. let's let's go ahead and, and uh, enter that into Weather Trollbot, and she's gonna go ahead and compute, and let's find out. Here is what Katie was really thinking. Who really writes this? Shit? Are there really people out there that write this? Shit? <laughs> that is so true. It's like, oh really? my gosh! Oh man, That's, that was like it is That's hard to word. believe that someone sits in their living room and go browses through Twitter and thinks, "Hey, I'm going to type this into my phone," responding to someone in real life saying this. Like, there's no way they would ever say that to their face, ever. <laughs> no, I, I don't just, get it. Oh. Man. I just don't get it. Anyway, wow. holy oh cow! God, that was good. That was Some good. more weather fools. Uh -huh. But uh, 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 if it, so, again, we I, I'm not gonna post any of that crap in our show notes. But uh, I think I think that just <laughs> about does it uh, for this episode of Stormfront Freaks podcast. We want to thank you for listening or watching. Hopefully, you got some great. Uh, gift ideas out of all this. Uh, we definitely wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. But before I announce our next guest, uh, if you like the show, don't forget to subscribe or to follow uh, the Stormfront Freaks Network so you get notified and you get uh, the latest episodes of our show delivered right to your podcast player the moment that it gets released. 
Uh, that's the benefits of being able to follow or subscribe on whatever you happen to be listening to us on. Also, as we mentioned earlier, visit patreon.com slash stormfrontfreaks, and you can check out all the ways we can do more with you, and you can also help, help support the show, whether it's the live access to view and chat with us during our raw recordings. I know we had uh, Curtis was on tonight. Curtis might have been... Curtis dominated, he dominated the chat yeah. tonight. Yeah, yeah. Way to he go, did. Curtis, buddy. There you go, Curtis. Uh, and, and just a little shout out. I know Curtis has a, a podcast that he has started as well. Uh, PDS. Help me Thanks. out in the comments, Curtis, with your uh, podcast. PDS something. So you search PDS, I guarantee you'll probably find it on your podcast player. Um, and then, uh, of course, we also got uh, we got Dan and Angela joining us, our VIPs tonight. So you can also join us live on the show like they have and had a chance to chat with Bruce as well. Um, you can visit patreon.com slash stormfrontfreaks. Uh, you can join our team. And, and again, thank you to all of you for uh, helping to support the show. Curtis said it is the PDS podcast. So there you go. I had it, I had it right. Podcast. So Pod's cat. <laughs> Genius. Yeah, little, little typo. I'm sure it's. Let, me know, sure it's let, let me know if you need some cats on there. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you, you got it. So, uh, special thanks to our guest tonight, Bruce Jones with uh, Midland. Uh, so, it's great, great having Bruce on again as well. And so, at Freaks, I, I always started doing this is uh, give people a chance to find out where they can find you and follow you on social media or wherever. So, Kim, where, where can people follow you? I'm on Twitter sometimes, not a lot, but just Kim Cunningham WX on Twitter. And um, that's really it. Very good. Uh, Jen? Um, at Jay Watson underscore WX on Twitter and at Jennifer Weather on Instagram. Um, I'm more active these days on Instagram if you want to get in touch with me there. Cool. How about you, Brady? Uh, at Brady Harris WX on Twitter. I do have a, a couple burners, but I won't give those out. And I do have a parody Instagram account. I won't give that out as well. So <laughs> I don't know what a burn. What's a burner? A burner. Well, a burner is a Twitter account that you it's under an alias. So it's just a cool, it's a cool thing to do nowadays. Okay. All right. Well, hey, it's cool so is watching the Wizard of Oz, it, and you <laughs> haven't done that yet. So, is it Peter Smith by chance? Yeah. No, <laughs> it's not posting like bad things. It's just kind of like uh, I post like memes to try and go viral. That's all. That's all. To try and go viral, so no one okay. knows who you are. That's okay. Uh, exactly. That's all right. You're not selfish, MJ. MJ, what about you? Uh, Twitter at Mark Star- uh, at Twitter at Mark Stormpod M A R C. Someday I'll post something there again. <laughs> very good uh you can find me on twitter at phil storm pod and also uh at Stormfront freak so our next episode uh we're going to be back in a couple weeks recording raw for our patreon members on thursday december 2nd so this might be surprising some of you a little bit because this is actually a week earlier than we had planned um so i will notify you uh tomorrow that we're changing the date on this uh but we're actually going thursday december 2nd uh, with Dr. Scott Denstadt, uh, who's going to talk about aviation weather and all the, the cool stuff involved with that. So we're going to geek out a little bit about uh, aviation weather, Dan. You ought to like that a little bit. Um, the audio podcast will be up and available uh, that following week, just so we kind of stick to the normal. Every two weeks, you'll, you'll get a piece of our podcast. So, uh, so for MJ and Brady, Kim, uh, Jen, we got Angela and Dan in the house. 
Uh, I'm going to go ahead and signal the all clear, and we will catch you guys next time. Good night. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. And watch our live and recorded shows on YouTube. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you are there, check out our live interactive Storm Chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.